We're live. Yes, we are. Oh, we better tell people we're live. Yeah, that'll be that'll be good seeing as this is our radio show. Nice little um, thumbs up for me for there. As to my story. While Aoife is busy promoting the show, welcome to Alexa Play on DCUFM. This is the first show of this new series that we, me and Aoife are bringing you. This is Aoife O'Reilly and Rory Egan. And what are we going to be talking about every week? Pop stars. Yeah, yeah, we are. And specifically women in pop, because this is something that me and Aoife were both born to talk about for an hour on a Monday morning. Um. And I can see even like the thousands of fans gathered yeah. halfway between me and Aoife's respective rooms where we're broadcasting from. They're packed out in the middle of the College Park courtyard right now. With all the, the little um, computer with Twitch on. All with a little computer, uh, some people using their phone, there's you know, the birds singing and you got those little tractors driving around with the skips really loud, but they're enjoying it nonetheless. Um, and yeah, well, what's up this morning, Aoife? Um, I'm tired. That's basically it. <laughs> it took me a, lot, a long time to get out of the bed. Yes, it is a tiring morning, but we are the first show of semester two. Yeah, that's actually nice. It's a nice little slot to have. Um, so what is Alexa Play really oh, all about? I thought I was going to set off my Alexa there and I was like, oh no. Oh yeah, make sure. Oh, yeah, I wonder if there's anyone listening to this because we're going to be saying, here's like a, a warning. We should have put this warning right at the start. We are going to be saying Alexa a lot throughout yeah. the next hour. So if you have an Alexa, unplug it. Or something like that because we're going to trigger we're, or mute it or we're going to trigger it so many times um so maybe just keep that in mind um, can confirm it happens very easily it does even when me and Eva were planning the show and i was saying it out loud as i was designing the cover i triggered her alexa yeah so, <laughs> so this week we're going to be saying alexa play dua lipa um, hey, Dua Lipa. We love a bit of Dua, so we do. Yeah. Um, why did we choose the name Alexa Play, firstly? Because I know people will probably be wondering. Well, I have an Alexa. Your housemate has Alexa. And it's quite like a common thing. And I feel like we probably, is the most common. We're like, Alexa, just play something like that. Like hmm. Dua Lipa or, I know, um, oh my God, Britney Spears or something. Yeah, something like that. Not just that, but you can like we're delving into all these artists, so you can ask Alexa for all that yeah. sort of information as well. So we wanted to kind of we're getting we're getting really, really like philosophical and probably way too deep about this, but it's meant to be like about the fact that it's not the music, not just the music, it's so much more than that. And also Alexa is a woman's name, and we're talking about our favorite yeah. women in pop and also we thought when we make this a podcast, it'd be really funny if we name every episode, Alexa, play Dua Lipa, or Alexa, yeah. play, insert name of female pop star that we're not going to drop just yet. Want to keep you on your toes and make sure you keep coming back every week. Yes. 
Nice car dogfish. So, do you want to get into who is Dua Lipa? That awkward silence was just top tier for a Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Dua Lipa is a British pop star. She was born in 95, so she's only 25 years old and has had a meteoric rise to fame over the last couple of years, specifically the last five years. Yeah. She's had so many hit singles. She's had number one. She has two Grammys. She's had two albums out so far. And she's nominated for six Grammys at the upcoming ceremony in March, including two of the most three, I think, of the top four, Song of the Year and Record of the Year for Don't Start Now and Album of the Year for Future Nostalgia. So her first single in 2015 was called New Love, and then she followed it up with ones like Be The One, Lost In Your Light, Hotter Than Hell, No Lie With Sean Paul, um, Scared To Be Lonely with Martin Garrix. And this led up to her self-titled debut album, which included some more hits such as IDGAF, Blow Your Mind, and the smash hit that properly broke her on an international level, New Rules. And okay. this gave her such a good start, such a good platform, so much influence in the industry. And she used that to her advantage, following up by collaborating with massive DJs such as Diplo, Mark Ronson, and Calvin Harris, making songs such as One Kiss and Electricity, which won a Grammy. And then following on to 2019 and 2020, she released her smash hit, the most I can say certified most critically acclaimed pop album of 2020 and definitely one of the most critically acclaimed pop albums for a few years, Future Nostalgia. And I decided to make a Future Nostalgia sign uh, just before we went on air. It's like a light up marquee one. And I didn't realize until I'd finished it that it actually says Future Nostalgia. I forgot to put the T on the nostalgia. Um, so that's how my Monday morning's going. Yes, we can't spell. No. That's why we like autocorrect. <laughs> yes. That's why we like that, and that's why we like to be talking about doing yeah. that, and not just, I don't know, writing about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I usually go to bed that late, but I'm just tired. Um, mm. I think I think you summed up Judy for very um very well but what was your first um your first time like experiencing Dua Lipa like your first time noticing her um it's a hard one because I actually have two okay. kind of times two very specific times one was like early summer 2016 um and one of the radio stations I work in I saw hotter than hell on the playlist while I was recording my show and I had not heard of this song I had not seen this name before I thought Dua Lipa was a stage name and I thought it was a stage name for many many months uh, I didn't realize it was a real name but when I saw the name I was so intrigued and I never actually really listened to Hotter Than Hell um, even though I probably played it tens of times um, so I, I don't know, I just never paid much attention. And then one day I remember it was all, whoops, it was all Ireland Sunday. <laughs> and I was in the kitchen 
and I heard this song on the radio, I thought, that is a tune. So I got, took out Shazam and it was Blow Your Mind. Um, and I just straight away changed my kind of my standing on her from, oh yeah, I'll listen to it later too. No, I'm going to listen right now. I'm going to play all her songs. And she was going to be playing in the Academy about two weeks later here in Dublin. But um, I was about two weeks off turning 18 and it was an over 18s gig and there wasn't even a way for me to borrow an ID to even go. So imagine the bragging rights I would have if I could say that I went to see Dua Lipa in the Academy when that was her biggest song. There's so many artists that you're like, you, you know that they have played the Academy and you've heard of them like when they're going to play it and you're like, oh no. I won't go like they're good but I won't go and then you regret it so much because you could have went and I would have been sold out. Um, Do you know any of those stories? <laughs> so my first time like properly experiencing Judy was at Longitude in 2017 like because she was performing at and I was like oh my god yeah this is Julipa and then it was more of a like realization like oh my god no I actually know all these songs like I didn't realize this like um what like sheep sang in car in hell and all that um the kind of big ones and it's kind of like oh this is who sings it because we obviously heard it on the radio so often mm-hmm. and then after longitude it's when new rules really like went big and like that's when me and my friends are obsessed with it because um you know when you're 17 it's just like a cesspot of toxic boys stupid. <laughs> so like I have very vivid memories of um, like being on a night out and new rules starting and like just sending my friends like um, um, videos of me singing new rules but like see don't take his shit just do it like don't care and yeah that's my whole Julie by experience and then it kind of just grew from there. I love future nostalgia and now we're going to see her hopefully hopefully we're going to see her in september yeah we've got fingers crossed because i remember there was about a day or two where i messed i like i screwed up buying the tickets so badly that i thought i like i wasn't going to be able to go um over the over the uh, during summer when we were in lockdown and we thought it was going to be pushed back just to january which means it would have already happened. Yeah, we could have now. been in a Dua Lipa experience, but no. We could be talking about it right now. Um, so we're going to have to wait until September. Hopefully September is the last one, because, I mean, yeah. even this morning before we hopped on, I got an email to say that Stormzy has been rescheduled for a second time. Yay! Which is great. Um, but we live... We'll hopefully be vaccinated by them. Um, is this is this just going to turn into us crying about not being able to see Dua Lipa live? Yeah, that will be us at every single episode of this um, show. It'll just be us crying that we can't see the artist live. <laughs> oh my god, I can't answer that right now, sir. I got a phone call. Phone off in the studio. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Um, anyway, do you want to go to a song? Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Which song were we thinking of? Um, I was going to do a, a good um, favourite of Wolverine's, Levitating. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to apologize to anyone that's never listened to DCFM on Twitch before because it takes so long to like play songs <laughs> to just get into get it get into it. Um, this is my favorite off Future Nostalgia and my favorite video. Yeah. Dua Lipa is probably her first initial breakout onto the mainstream, hotter than hell, going all the way back to 2016. Can you believe it's been five years? I know. It's been, it's a great song. It is. What else has been, what what else do you think was like dominating the charts? There was like Cold Water by Major Lazer. Oh my gosh. That's a throwback and a half. Um, 2016. Cheerleader. Cheerleader. Do you remember the Enclosh Lurgan version of T- of Cheerleader? Yeah. Cheerleader. We sang yeah. that at a YSI convention in TY. Oh. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. I can't. No. I'm trying to think what I'm trying to think who played Longitude. <laughs> Storm, Storm he was just hitting a bit. He was yeah. just hitting a big. And then I saw Moa along with you too. She had final song. One of my favorites. Um, yeah, there was just so much. Uh, but most importantly for today, it was when Dua Lipa broke out. Yeah. That's that's the purpose of the of the show, you know. So what's our next part, Aoife? We're gonna talk about the ins and outs of the music, like what how does Dua Lipa make her music what makes her special yeah so first off we have something that Rory discovered like a few weeks ago ago, about Dua Lipa and her music and her ownership of music because that's a very um oh my god I can't think of words um (laughs) uh I don't know topical subject in music um the ownership of their songs the rights of their songs basically yeah it can be quite contentious quite controversial um but Dua Lipa is one of the few mainstream artists that has always owned her masters and a quick breakdown for anyone who doesn't understand what masters are the way copyright works with songs is that there's two types of copyright so there's one copyright which is for the song itself so that's your chords and lyrics your melodies that and then there's another one which is specifically for the recording which is called the master recording like the final thing that you stream on spotify but that's shortened usually people just call it a master and the easiest way to kind of sum this up is if you wanted to use say the song love story by taylor swift in a video um you technically would need her permission as the sole songwriter of the song to use the song and then you need to i think i don't think scooter braun owns her masters anymore i think it's some kind of like assets company you would need their permission as the owners of the master of the song to then use it but if you want to perform a cover of taylor swift's love story for a video you would only need taylor swift's permission as she's the writer of the song but you're not using any part of that recording 
And so what people don't realize is that more often than not, the label owns the masters. They have the control. They have the final say over what gets done with them. And you hear a lot of horror stories about kind of like having that written into the contract and about how artists don't have that ownership or that sense of agency over their music. Um, and now there are other stories that like, you know, artists might have like good relationships with their label and, you know, the label will kind of like let them have their say, but it is still the label with the final call, the final decision. And so Dua Lipa, the fact that she owns her, has owned her masters since the start while signed to Warner Music, one of the big three labels, the other two companies being Universal and Sony, <coughs> um, is a huge achievement for her. Because like, when you're walking into such a boardroom of such a huge company that has such power and such influence, the fact that she was able to negotiate owning her masters into her contract right from the start when she had no real track record, no real, like nothing really standing for other than potential, if we put it, like she was probably showed that she can sing and that she can perform, but she had had no real success yet. So there was no proof that she was going to work. Um, but the fact that she was able to negotiate that into her contract from the start shows that she thinks twice about everything. It also shows that she is good at negotiating and is good at, when I say good at getting her way, it makes her sound like she's like, hard to work with or something but just that she knows what she's going for she's a very clear vision um and that she reads her contract like that's a lot of the battle a lot of people don't read their contract when it's handed to them by a label um because it can be so hard to even get a contract and the way that she did it is to make everything easier she set up her company called Dua Lipa Limited um and that's kind of technically like the company that owns the masters but she is the like sole shareholder i don't know if it's if it's a company that runs on shares or if it's just her own like sole trader but she's the only owner of the business um and it shouldn't be such a monumental thing that a mainstream artist has owned their masters from the start but unfortunately they are so it means that all the songs that you hear on spotify and all that um she has the control over how they're used. She can license them to, well, she's licensed them to Warners, um, but they're still, it's good. It has that division that it's not just her making music and then a label takes it all away. She licenses it to the label to then put on a CD, play in movies, yada, 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 all that. So we love that for her. Girl boss attitude, basically. Yes, because there's so many, there, like there are a lot of artists that own their masters after a bit of time. Like they start off just signed to the label and then, you know, over time as they maybe get bigger and they get better and they probably learn more about the industry itself, then maybe once their contract expires and they're signing a new one, then they negotiate that in. But the fact that she's had that in her contract since the very, very start is such a boss move. Yeah, that is very exciting. Mansplaining. Masters. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan I literally know. wrote it down as yeah. that on the notes. Rory mansplains masters. Yeah. Why it's a big deal and why it shouldn't be. <laughs> Next <laughs> up on our kind of deeper delve into her actual music is that she only has two albums it's hard it's so 
match it and realize that she only has two ma- or two albums like she seems like such a powerhouse and you'll be like expecting her to have like millions but she only has two so yeah. i want to talk about like how she has progressed from her first album to her second album and well, if you ha- yeah if you haven't listened to future nostalgia and i'd be very shocked it is basically like what the name is it's like nostalgia it's very funky retro pop inspired i'd say we were saying last night it's very cohesive everything sounds similar like not in a bad way like i think picture this looks like or they sound exactly the same every single song but like judy has the same kind of like tune in each of her songs in future nostalgia but it's not like it's the exact same song 12 times no it's different but they all link in together Mm. and you're saying we can see this how she kind of like this she found her sound after her first album because um obviously her first album she's like what do i want to do i don't know let's throw about that throw about this that well that's a cool song yeah let's do that (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's basically it shows like she's after solidifying herself as an artist Mm. in the century draw my my take on it Oh yeah, you're completely right. And the thing is, her first album was not a bad album either, especially as a first album. Like, I listened to it on the blind, and I was very impressed by it. Um, but there was like there was still a bit of a sense of her still finding her place, but it didn't really. Um, that became very clear after Future Nostalgia when she kind of with Future Nostalgia she showed what she can do when. She's able to walk in with the agenda of, okay, album, thinking long term with the album as well. Whereas with the first record, it seemed like she was almost thinking kind of like hot, like short to medium term as she went and just added songs as she was going. But Future Nostalgia seems like she just went to the studio, wrote for ages and ages and ages, and then decided to kind of bookend it and think, okay, now I'm going to make an album out of this and make it cohesive. Um, and it is a different sound to her first album, like as you were saying, the kind of funky and the retro, but with very slick modern production. Um, but I like I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd call Future Nostalgia like her absolute sound, as in I can see her definitely taking another like hard left on her next album mm. and going for I don't know something extremely modern and not nostalgic at all. Yeah. I can definitely see that happening. Um, but I think it's great. And like Future Nostalgia was just exactly what we needed in lockdown. And I still just can't believe that I haven't properly heard most of the songs on a night yeah. out yet. Yeah. Like, on- like only Future Nostalgia, Don't Start Now and Physical were out before it was before lockdown. And even then, Future Nostalgia was just a promo single. So I nearly feel lucky for every time that I got to hear Don't Start Now and Physical before lockdown. But like, I haven't even heard Break My Heart or Levitating. Levitating, yeah. Hallucinate. Oh, Hallucinate. I I love Hallucinate so much. Can we get Hallucinate on? Yes. Um, I might get her typing. Um, 
Well, so I think I think this is probably like the best time for this kind of um. Oh no! How do I spell her name? Um, <laughs> <laughs> the best time for this album because it is the moment that I feel like twenty twenty was the year of reminiscing of like mm. wanting that nostalgia. So like even like the rise of Y two K clothing, like everyone wants yesteryear. Like yeah. we don't want now. We want like what happened a few years ago. Like even like on TikTok, say like sounds from like songs from like two thousands and stuff are getting popular again and I'm like hearing people's like oh yeah this sounds from TikTok and I'm like no it's not yeah you were just a child and you don't remember <laughs> listening to it <laughs> but yeah. yeah so oh yeah. my god I've never seen the lyric video for hallucinate but it's absolutely funky it's probably very trippy as well and hallucinate is just a real song that I can hear as a five or six year old watching top of the pops on a Friday night yeah it's just what I can hear someone coming on to sing. Mm -hmm. I can't yeah. wait for when we get to see this live. Yes. Ooh. We're gonna have to use the hallucinate filter on the Instagram story later. We will. Yeah. So if you don't know, Jordipa <laughs> has two very cool filters on her Instagram. I will go check it out if I was. Yeah. Um, and I will keep the the lyric video open because it's pretty cool. And we're going to try both of the filters later and let you vote which one you prefer. We're two very big fans of Hallucinate. Yeah. I was also told, I was asked, I had to give a shout out to my lovely housemate who's listening right now. Shona McGorry. Hello, Shona. That's very so, funny. Shona's the name of my sister as well. Oh. Um, everyone go follow Shona's makeup page, SMG makeup underscore. If I'm correct. Yes, go follow it because she's really good at makeup. Yeah. Yay. When, when was your sister born? 96. No, but like what month? Date of birth, 16th of the 6th, 96, making her a Gemini. Because <laughs> um, Shona, Shona told me this. She, her name is Shona because she's born on the 26th of December. Yeah. So it's like, not like Hanadish. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God. I, I don't know. That. <laughs> that, that is nice. I actually don't know why, what my Shona's name is based off of, but. The name Shona, it's a nice name. <laughs> Yeah, love you, Shona. I know you might not be listening right now because you're probably at work, but um, oh, no, you can listen on the listening. podcast. She is, she is listening. My, my Shona. Oh, you're your Shona. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love your Shona. Yeah. This is really irritating. Yeah. Hi, Easter Friday. Yeah, still in the right. <laughs> it doesn't like my, my headphones, don't like my laptop. So. Yeah. Well, I had a great time dancing to Hallucinate there. I tried to be very reserved about it because I was aware of the fact that I'm on camera. Usually if I'm in the studio and I know there's no cameras on, I'll just like dance the show away. Yeah. And Hallucinate is just the perfect, perfect, perfect song for that. Um, what are we going to hop into next, Aoife? We're going to be talking about, um, is Dua Lipa a good girl? 
Like, what behaviors has she been doing right now? There's I feel something... like I feel like as a male, I can't say is she a good girl because that will just sound patronizing. So I'm gonna leave that to you. <laughs> so AC, we're gonna talk about some good things that Julie has done, and then some not so good things that were kind of like Jua, Jua. Come on. So the first thing we have to say, like her traveling exposé or whatever the word is, um, on <laughs> during the pandemic has been horrific. It's a pandemic. Yeah, it is. Like there. she's not like she's she's on holiday or like, is it necessary? Is it really necessary? No. No. I'm on a holiday. I'm not going on one though. If she wants want to give me money for a holiday, I might use it for other reasons. But like, yeah, think about all the money she could have saved, <laughs> just not going on holidays. <laughs> See, I understand when it's for work or something, because like she does have to, you know, work. But like, just going off to wherever with the boy, Anwar. Is his name Anwar? Is it? Mm. Um, it's not that good. I know. No, it's it's um we're not happy with you right now, Dua. Yeah. Because of that, um, we respect a lot of things that you've done, and we're both quite understanding of maybe needing to work internationally and all that. But um, what's up with these holidays, bro? It's been more than one. Yeah. It's there was one during the summer, and I think I think you're saying she's on. Is she on one right now? She she was gone away during the summer or in the winter anyway. I'm kind of just like, like, what are you up, do you? know. Then, we, love, we love your music, but we're not happy right now. But we go on to the one of her good things. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were in where she, her parent, one of her parents is from Kosovo. One her, of them. Yeah, her parents are. I don't yeah. know if they're Albanian. Yeah. It's Kosovo Albanian. Um, yeah. So she um, organized a festival in Kosovo mm-hmm. and yes. brought over Miss Miley Cyrus. We love her. Yes. And she was the first women headliner was festival in Kosovo. Yeah, she set up a foundation called the Sunny Hill Foundation to help like young people over there. Um, and she set up as part of it the Sunny Hill Festival. And so she set it up, I think the first one was in 2018. And I think she played at it. I think Calvin Harris played at it. And then in 2019, Miley Cyrus was the headliner. And it was a big deal because Miley Cyrus was the first international female to ever play in Kosovo. Um, Because Duna lived in Kosovo for a few years um, and she speaks Albanian perfectly and all that. So I suppose it's, I don't know if she would technically count as international when she plays there. It's probably more like a homecoming to her. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she brought Miley Cyrus there was actually really freaking cool. Yeah. And then what else? I don't know much, much about this, but you're on about she has the key to a city. Yeah, I think it's some kind of like ceremonial honor that people give. Like in Dublin, there's the freedom of the city, which allows you to, which means you're allowed to like graze sheep in Stevens Green. Um, and there's a lot of, like a lot of cities have their own version of this, whether it's like freedom of the city or key to the city, 
she got the key to the city of Pristina, which is the capital city of Kosovo, and she was the first person to ever get it. Mad. I can't believe yeah. people are allowed to gray sheep in Stephen's Green. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm trying to remember any people. All I know, the only people I know that have it are you two. And they went and did it on the same day as they were being like awarded the freedom of the city. Now, that was probably just for the cameras, but there's, there's footage on Reeling in the Ears of them literally carrying sheep in their arms. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, uh, a little fun fact. Okay, the next thing. I didn't realize it at all, and it happened um, in July. Miss Julie forgot in a scandal. Ooh. Oh. And it was, as we said, her parents are are from Kosovo, or they're from Kosovo, Albania area. So she um, tweeted this image, um, which says, Autochtonous. <laughs> Don't know if I said that right. But basically, the verb, the adjective means an, of an inhabitant of a place, indi indigenous rather than descendant from migrants or colonists. Yeah, that's how you say it, isn't it? Um, yeah. Basically, this this um, sparked controversy um, because basically it was about like greater Albania and I am not too um, versed on the whole Albanian and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to just look it up. These well, it's because it's because they thought she was being fascist. Yeah. Like being very because like part of a big part of fascism is like having an extreme love for your country. Like you yeah. like being very nationalist. Like obviously you can love your own country, but fascism takes it to a new level. So people kind of took it as her not even promoting, but kind of enabling or kind of what's the word justifying or validating um, yeah. fascism in Albania. Yeah. Because okay. Kosovo still isn't recognized by some places. Mm -hmm. And we see this got so big that it was on RT News. <laughs> I don't think it's funny. You can just see Claire Byrne talking about it. Yeah. But what, what she brings on, I don't know, Jerry Adams or something. Yeah, so. And what else do I have? And then my last thing, which is very, I we listened to it last night. Apparently, Miss Dua said the N-word. This was in 2014, and she was doing a cover of a song called um, Smoke, Drink, Breakup by Mila J. Mila J. I've never heard of that singer before, but quite a funky song. And basically, one of the, one of the lyrics is the N-word. And in the audio, you can hear her, and she's kind of like she kind of mur like she doesn't exactly say it clearly, but like you can tell that she's after saying it. Mm. And that was in twenty fourteen, and it came. This came back up in twenty eighteen, and then she obviously did an apology tweet. In any relation to my twenty fourteen cover, I never meant to offend or upset anyone. I didn't say the full word, but I can admit I shouldn't have gone there at all, and and that a different word could have been recorded altogether to avoid offence and confusion. 
wasn't thinking it through at the time. I always stand up for social justice and I'm very sorry to anyone I have offended. Yes, but I do have to say, I think not um, justifying it, I think racial slurs weren't as such a big thing in 2014 as they were yeah. in current years, like 2018. Oh. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Like you, I, I think people would get away with saying that, I don't know, <laughs> the kind of, I don't want to say less bad, but kind of the slightly cleaner sounding version of the N word. Yeah. Like it's it's like one it sounds one percent cleaner, yeah. putting it that way. But um, yeah, people weren't as serious about it back then. You could kind of get away with saying it. Like Miley Cyrus got away with saying it mm-hmm. a few times back then. Um, but I think that was a like I. I I take the apology because I think there's a lot of people who would say um I'm sorry if I offended anyone or whatever and that's in itself a way of trying to like get yourself out of it or like not admitting it because you're still trying to frame the whole incident as if I offended someone kind of like oh yeah if I did it you know I didn't really do it but she's like coming clean he's straight up saying I'm sorry that I offended people yeah She's good. But overall, I think Junipa isn't that. She's pretty, she's pretty much of a girl boss. Yeah. She's quite like, there wasn't, that was the only kind of scandal I could find. Um, yeah, there wasn't that much more. Do you just stay at home and you have her full yeah. love? <laughs> yeah, if she keeps on going out, she might get in more scandals, you know. She has a few more years ahead of, a, ahead of her. Yeah. But, Do you yeah. know what I'd love I'd love if it like came out in a few years that she had COVID like three times over the last year, but just didn't tell anyone. Oh no. I wonder it would be funny. I wonder every like celebrity that has to travel and stuff, how many um COVID tests have they had? Because mm. I think it was it was Jojo Siwa I was seeing. She like she's after having like 30 something tests. Oh my god. I'm sure it was Jojo Siwa, yeah. Because she needs to like have a test before she like meets people to work with them, go places, even though she's not doing international travel as such, but like just going to like photo shoots and all. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I suppose because you have to have it so many like 72 hours before you go anywhere and all this kind of stuff to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. And is there, um, is it like I don't know? Does this does that exist in Ireland that you can just, or is this just like an American thing where if you're willing to pay for it that you can just get a COVID test on demand? You can pay for a COVID test in Ireland. Oh, I didn't know that. It's like a hundred and fifty euro though, so you'd want to be someone like Dua Lipa. <laughs> yeah, or you you be certain that you have COVID or something, but you're like yeah. in contact or whatever. Because I know a lot of people have had to pay for a COVID test at the moment because we're not testing close contacts. Yeah. Because they're like, I'm convinced I could have COVID. But they're like, no. You're not allowed to get that free test. But yeah. Basically, that's that's it. And I think that's the end of our show, is it? Ending it on a COVID yeah. of course. Of course. Just yeah. talking about these unprecedented times. Ding, 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 ding. Yay. <laughs> Buzzword of the year. 
Absolutely. Do you, I think we should end on a good note with a bit of a song. Yes, of course. Um, I think we're going to go with, with probably one of the best Dua Lipa songs. Ooh. Can you guess what one it is? Oh, I'm wondering, is there a one in it? No. Is there a two? No. Three? No. Okay, well, it's not near reels then. Um, currently listening to Smile Direct Club. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited to see what song it is because I love all the Dooley for songs. Okay, skip it. Brilliant. See you next week. Crazy. Thinking about the way.